Hello again and welcome to the Les Represent podcast, the podcast about everything lesbian and lady living queer, everything in that spectrum. Today I have two special guests with me today who are here to talk about their project and so much more and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, my name is Beth. I am the creator and one of the writers for Between Friends. And my name is Brenna and I do marketing and social media for the most part pretty much anything they need for between friends <laughs> a little bit of everything the the basic go-to girl like you don't want to say assistant because you do way too much and you should probably <laughs> definitely get paid more right <laughs> if you we'll need me call that. me <laughs> <laughs> that's not an on the air discussion i'm sorry <laughs> i like where you're going with it though i can accept this <laughs> All right. So, so for those at home who don't know, how would you how would you describe it to someone who's never heard of it before? Between Friends is about a group of LGBT characters who um, are very accomplished in their fields, whatever they may be, um, and they get together once a week and have a weekly dinner, and you kind of see how their week plays out, but it's during that weekly dinner it's the comic relief it's their friends take on their week so you see both sides of it fantastic and and is this like is so this is like a would you call this a romantic comedy would you call this like or just a comedy in general just something about a day in the life kind of work it's it's i would say kind of a a romantic comedy maybe a dramedy somewhere around in there just a just a little bit of everything a little bit of everything you never can tell you never can tell and there's a reason that you can never tell it's actually a show that is based off of a group of friends that beth actually has so these women absolutely need their own reality show and since (laughs) they're not getting that we are giving them a series (laughs) If, if anybody wants really high ratings, they should come talk to my friends. Because, I mean, we would be the highest rated show that any network has. It's just, you never can tell. I believe it. I believe it. I hear that. We, like, oftentimes people think that the things on TV are more exciting than what's in reality. But usually it's exactly the opposite. With us, it, it is. It's we, I have an amazing group of friends, and we're really close, and we do things a lot on the weekends, and, you know, we, we have game night once. You, we try to once a month, and so it's just you never can tell what's going to happen during those times, and that's where this show came from was the dynamic of our relationship that we have not necessarily any any one person um their characteristics but it's the dynamic of the friendship and the family that we have developed over the last almost 10 years these are definitely a lot of people who have deep connections with each other so like uh, these characters are very like are would you say they're strongly based off your friends or loosely based um i would say very loosely but anything that you could point to one of them and say oh that reminds me of whoever (laughs) it's mere coincidence it's (laughs) 
and I've told them, they're like, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to pick out which one I am. Well, you know, knock yourself out. You're not going to figure that out. Oh, that's going to be fun. I I hope you have like each one of the people that like recommended the characters, like live tweeting each episode. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They, they may do that. I want to be at a watch party with all of these people because we get the creative team gets like snippets of the day from Beth that guess what these women just sent me and then she'll shoot us a text showing us the screenshot of some of the conversations and it's crazy and I just know that a live watch party whenever this happens they're going to be arguing yelling something's (laughs) going to be thrown it's going to be great. That is so exciting. I'm just going to sit here and hope for it, but what brought all of this on, like this show? It is, this is something that it was a novel that I started seven or eight years ago. Like I said, we were sitting around one day and I said, because I've been a writer for a long time, and I said, I'm going to write something about us. And it became a joke. And then it just sort of happened. Um, and it sat on my computer for years. And when all of the things started happening on television, um, when Alexa died, when you had the, one of the only lesbian characters in primetime television cheat on her wife, basically the day that gay marriage became legal, um, you had you know, barrier gates, tropes that were made. You had cons that came about because of all the deaths of lesbian and bisexual characters on television. It just became too much to watch. For the first time in my life, I didn't want to watch TV. I had always been a TV buff. Um, And I didn't even want to watch it. So I started reading or listening to books. I started going to Audible and listening to books and things like that. And because they were safe, you knew at the end of the day, the lesbian or bisexual or gay character was going to be okay. They were going to find love and be happy. And that just was not things that you were seeing on television. And so a friend of mine said, you know, why don't we, why don't we make this into a series? Because she had read part of the novel, most of it. And she said, let's make this into a series. And she kept asking me for a couple of years. And I said, no, 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 no. And then when all that stuff happened, I thought, you know, we really need something that is, first of all, it's positive. And that it shows that just because you're an LGBTQ person out there, it doesn't mean you have to have this lifestyle you still get to be everything you ever wanted to be. And these women kind of show that they're very successful. Um, They're very happy with the friends that they have. It's not all of this um, kind of stuff that surrounds their actual lifestyle. And that's what I think people need to see, especially younger people and especially people who are just coming out for them to know that you may, it may be rough in the beginning. For some people it's not, but for, for a lot it is, but it gets better. It does get better. 
you get to do everything you ever wanted to do. It gets better. Praise. Praise. Preach. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That is exactly what we need. And that's exactly what Evan said that we've needed for a very long time. And that's fantastic. Right. That's that's absolutely fantastic. So do you like so for it to become a series, like what kind of steps did you have to take for that? Because I know when adapting something that was meant for a novel, meant to be read, and then adapting it for something that's like a, a visual art, so to speak, like that 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 takes a lot. It it did, and you know that was that was something I was it was just foreign to me, um, you know, because I had been a writer for years. And writing it is easy. Putting it into script form and turning it into this thing that hopefully it becomes, you know, was completely outside of anything I had ever done. So, you know, luckily there are people in place that can kind of do things that I may not necessarily have known when we started how to do. I think it's definitely been a learning experience for the both of us. We met through fandom and things like that. We both wrote. And uh, when they were bringing the project up, they had contacted me and asked me to jump on board. And I was like, absolutely. The two people that asked me are two people that I support through anything. And... I know the vision behind it and things like that. So seeing it change and figuring out when I first came into the creative team, my role was to help out with social media some. I was going to be a PA on set, which I'm still going to do, but I didn't have an actual title in it to begin with. Um, We went to Clexicon and... I started talking to people that I didn't think I would talk to and ran my mouth. We thought we were going to have to put her on a leash at one point. I mean, (laughs) she would just be talking to these people and it didn't matter. They would walk in and she would just be talking to them and, you know, and they're like, you know, they've got to go over here. Well, they're sitting there talking to her and I'm like, we're going to have to put a bell or something on her. We can't even keep up with her. I got in trouble for not really in trouble but I am passionate about this the same way that Beth is and I was talking to a lot of the celebrities and things like that and they would be interested and wanting to talk to me and their handlers were like we've got to go we've got to go and they're like hold on a minute and I'm like yeah hold on a minute (laughs) which which year were you guys at Clexicon this This year yeah oh my gosh I probably missed you guys I was actually there too we were at a booth kind of towards the back. Like when you walk in to the left, kind of towards the back. I I totally walked past your booth. I totally <laughs> did, but I was in between so many different things. Like I, I my gosh, I was I was there as press and I was just running around to each panel and it was so hard to choose which panel to go to. It was so hard to figure out Absolutely. who I wanted to talk to. There was so much going on. It's my first It always is. It's, it was my first Clexicon, so I had no idea what was going on. And I just, next year I will be so much more prepared. <laughs> People yeah, better watch out. Too. 
I went last year, but last year I volunteered, so I generally knew the layout. And then this year with the show, it was pretty much a different ball game. I got to talk to whoever I wanted to talk to for the most part. I made my way to do so, but it's the way they had things set up this year was different than last year. So it was a little harder seeing everybody and getting the full crowd in, which I'm sure they'll work on that next year. I know they had gotten some feedback about that. Right. But it was still great for connections and things like that. Even for us with you, we found the, um, your cards, I think. So that was our connection with a lot of people. If we didn't get to talk to them, we networked through business cards and things like that. I know a lot of the times we were just walking through and just handing out cards and bracelets left and right, like not even really getting to talk to people like, find us, we'll talk to you soon. Like, but it was like passing them out like candy. I was like, wow, what I brought was not enough. They were all gone. (laughs) Um, So if, if you do mind me asking, out of the people you talked to, who do you think was the most helpful slash inspirational? Like, I don't know if you can, like, pick one person that seemed to help you out the most, but... I can. Um, I met... I had started following um, B.D. Watkins on Facebook and things like that from her show, 3030, that's on the river. And she walked by the booth and... Like they said, I needed a leash or something because I automatically (laughs) was like, hey, can I talk to you? And she was like, yeah. So we talked. I told her the vision of the show, and she invited me to come see her writer's panel on Sunday. So I went to her writer's panel, and she talked to me afterwards, and she was like, let me introduce you to the co-founder of Reverie. So I got to speak to LaShawn, which is the co-founder, for a minute, and I know Beth got to talk to LaShawn as well, but mm-hmm. um, I was sitting in the airport waiting to come home from ClexCon, and BD messaged me, and she was like, these are things that you're going to need to make this show happen. This is, you know, from what she's experienced, she's very, very talented woman to begin with, but she's published books. She's done movies shows different things um and she was like if you have any questions about anything please contact me and then she invited me to cinema sisters film festival in paducah where she was doing a filmmakers workshop so i went to that and we in that workshop produced a short and um that's I came back home right after that and wrote my first short, which hopefully I'll get to work on sometime soon, but around the same times that we work on Between Friends. And that's just that connection. I consider her, you know, an acquaintance, but also a friend now um, because I know I can ask her anything and she will come to me with help and with guidance that I would have never expected to get from somebody that I just admired in the business yes that's so wonderful to hear I love hearing people help each other 
out, especially in something that's such a competitive industry as making movies, web series, art, anything. It feels like everyone's at each other's neck and to have people help each other is beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's one of the reasons why I love Clexicon or, you know, just the queer community in general is that we're we're so close-knit in some places that it's just like you're able to reach those people that you weren't usually able to reach. That's that's amazing to hear. Absolutely. And I feel yeah. like with queer content, all of us see the problems that are in mainstream content as is. And we want more stuff that we can hold on to and love and not necessarily see, oh, she's gay, but the end of this show is going to end terribly for her. We Ugh. want more content that we can love and hold on to. So what I found between Clexicon and Cinema Sisters Film Festival and things like that is people want you to succeed so they're getting to see more of the stuff that they want to see as well. It's a revolving door for us. Absolutely. I have to say that that because she's talked about LaShawn a little while ago. I have sent her messages and she's always gotten right back to me. She has been so helpful. And that's one of the people that I was going to mention, you know, from Clexicon that, that we did that we did meet because she has just been a tremendous, you know, if, if I ask her anything, you know, she will come back with me and say, you know, this is this, 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 this is what you need to do. So it's, it's, um, it was a very pleasant surprise, you know, like you said, you know, cause it is competitive, I guess. Um, but still at the same time, it's like Brenna said, we are fans just like everybody else was. We we got mad when everybody got mad. We got sad when everybody got sad. We decided something had to be done when everybody else decided something had to be done as well. So, you know, everybody at the end of the day has the same goal in mind. And that's that we don't have to keep watching these characters die. We don't have to get all excited about a movie coming out only for the girl to decide at the end of the movie that she can't be with the other girl or the other LGBTQ character because of religion or because of her family or because of whatever we deserve better than that. And, and I think everybody helping to get us there is what it's going to take. Yes. You are saying yes. everything that's on my mind. You're making me very, very, very excited for this. Um, Good. Yay. <laughs> I love it. I just love community. And uh, people are like, somebody told me the other day that I kind of sounded like a hippie. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally don't. It's love. Love everywhere. That's all we want. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So... So how did you come about finding your team? Are these people that you've known for a long time? Are these recommendations? Like this, it seems like such a huge project ahead of you. How did you organize your thoughts to start going forward with it? When, when I finally agreed, when all of this stuff happened and I finally agreed, I, I texted her, I said, okay, you can have it. Because she had asked me for years. Um, um, our friend Ashley, who has um, a production company. 
And I said, okay, you can have it. So um, at that point, it, it kind of was out of my hands. I could never take that back or anything because the minute it came out of my mouth, it was just like this ball started rolling. Oh no. And yeah. And, and so, um, Clexicon was just around the corner. We got our booth, um, and, and got the stuff for it. And then once we got to Clexicon, you know, I talked to a lot of people and everybody has the same, um, feeling about this and especially when you're talking about characters who are anywhere between you know 20s 30s 40s 50s something like that that age range is not seen a lot you know and so people were so excited you know about the show and then we came back and it was just like okay we're in this and it you know whatever happens happens but we're (laughs) we're full on in this. So it's just, that's kind of what happened. She brought on the people that she knew because at the time I knew Brenna and I knew Ashley and that was it. The rest of them she brought in. So it was just, like I said, it was kind of out of my hands after that. It was a blessing in disguise, I'm sure. It was, it was. And the more that you talk to people and you tell people why this came about and what changed my mind. The more people are like, you know, we need this. We need this. And so here we are. (laughs) That's amazing. That's okay. Okay. So I've been trying to keep on topic, but now I'm really like, how did you two meet? (laughs) Fandom. Fandom. Yeah, brings we, us all together. Uh, absolutely, we both were fans of Cali in Arizona, and they, Arizona. Ashley and Holly, one of the founders of Clexcon. Um, and speaking of not ending we had, well, huh, um, Holly had started a Calzona board, and Ashley was in it, and I had stumbled upon it. And then Ashley, Holly, and myself became pretty close. So me, Ashley, and Holly were running the board. And I met Beth that way. So that was like 2009, 2010. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like, I feel like those, those fandom boards brought so many people together. Like I know another couple who run another podcast that they met – on the kitten board, which was for Willow and Tara. And it was just, mm-hmm. it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. One of my friends, um, that, that I actually met on through the whole Calzona thing, you know, she now has a wife who she met there. They have the most adorable little boy, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy to see how things like that come together. Sometimes the things that, you wouldn't expect to connect people from so far away. I know jumping on, that was my first time really, it wasn't my first time being a fan or, you know, being a part of a fandom, but it's the first time I immersed myself in a fandom. And I've met people from everywhere. And mm-hmm. you really create these connections that you never would have expected. And they tend to be some of your 
best and most steady friendships because the thing that connected you wasn't something as trivial as seeing each other every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm happy to be talking to you guys. <laughs> We're happy to We're talk happy to you to too. Be talking to you. It's just beautiful to talk to people who are who are very like-minded and they and they get it and better yet you are women of action. You are people who are going out there and getting it done. Like you see the need in the community, you see what needs to be done and you've had the epiphany and you're going through the steps to actually get it done and that's that's so much. But it is so so much and I I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> Because I feel like I need to. Well, you're doing <laughs> you know, the same I mean, thing with the podcast. So exactly, exactly, we, exactly. We do what we can. So let's go more right. back into your backgrounds. Beth mentioned a little bit about the need for this and where this came from. And what about you, Brenda? Um, I, like I said, had... When I first got started on the project, I think I had read the book probably, or some of the book, three years ago, maybe. So, I was already invested in the story. I already loved the story. Um, and then when Ashley, she sent me an email from the production company email. She didn't even necessarily contact me first, personally. She was just like, thanks for agreeing to be a part of the team. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she knew I wasn't oh, was going to say no. Yeah, that was how that went down. She was like, she was like, Beth is going to give me the, she had told me that we were going to do, she was going to do a series, but Beth had given her the okay. But besides that, it was, thanks for being a part of the series. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, it's like, well, pick you up at I, five. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Hope you're showered and ready. Sure, <laughs> let's drive. Um, but I was excited to see it go. A lot of the same things. Um, seeing in media how horribly things could go. Seeing the quality of content that is available, especially for the lesbian population. There are a lot of pretty high budget gay movies, but as far as lesbian representation goes, there's not very much that you can 100% say, yes, this movie is everything I wanted it to be. A lot of it is, well, we kind of have to take it because that's what we're given and that's the best we've got right now. Right. And I think that it's important for us to be able to say, no, I'm not going to take what's given we're gonna work on something that is needed something that we can be proud of something that somebody else can be proud of are there probably going to be missteps along the way it's very possible because it's a learning curve just like anything else but I definitely want like Betha said before this to be something that people can love these to be characters that you can love and get attached to a show that you can generally get attached to without worrying about, well, that person's probably going to die because they've kissed another woman now. No, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> Stray bullets. No, no, thank you. <laughs> yes, it's, it's time for someone to make something that's actually a part of the community and knows where everything's coming from, or at least has a right. general idea instead of someone 
who has a team that goes to him and says, I don't think this is a good idea. And then they say, nah, it's not a thing. And they do it anyway. <laughs> right. And I think exactly we've talked about this before, um, Beth and I have, um, about even something like Pretty Little Liars with Allison and Emily. I haven't watched recently as far as the perfectionist is concerned, but I, you know, generally saw where everybody was like, Okay, so they just broke them up again. And Beth was like, of course, this is the way it's going to go. Because they had finally given us Emerson, and let's turn it back on and break them up. Um, and I kind of played devil's advocate to Beth a little with, you know, there is a, I'm not sure how she identifies, but a woman in a relationship with another woman over the show Um, but yes, in your everyday life, LGBTQ relationships are the same as any other relationships. Can cheating happen? Absolutely. But when you're on a, or, you know, can people grow apart? Absolutely. But when you're on a platform and you already know that you're representing somebody that's underrepresented, the only thing out there is cheating or falling apart or whatever else you don't have a safe spot and for somebody that's young it may come across as so this is what is going to end up happening this is what my life is going to be like it's always going to be hurt it's always going to be pain we want to show something different no it's not always going to be that there are you know very happy lgbtq relationships that last forever seemingly you know so there are better things to look forward to than what you necessarily see in the media right now absolutely like i i try to think about all the representation i saw on tv that happened before i got on twitter or before because i didn't really know any gay people growing up like surprise surprise i only knew like a handful from my small hand community and even then like they weren't out out and they were mostly gay men it was like the whole oh you know that they're gay because they talk and walk a certain way which is which is rude i find out that that's (laughs) that's rude as hell but was not inaccurate (laughs) (laughs) well especially i'm not even sure where you're from but i know i'm in small town tennessee like very small town tennessee so I had a feeling like I heard your yeah. accent and I was like, no, 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 don't, don't guess which state it is. Don't guess. It's definitely don't Tennessee, but you know, you gay men are so much, you don't want to say more accepted, but they're more prominent out where to me, it seems like lesbians are a fantasy, especially for straight men. Ugh. So it's difficult to see lesbians out, especially like a femme lesbian. You don't, you're like, oh, she's straight. There she goes. But you don't <laughs> see, you know, that many people out, especially where I'm from. It's difficult. So seeing media, you kind of hold on to that. I know before I even came out, somebody was watching the L word and I was walking through and I was like, wait a minute. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, are those two women together? Hello. Hold up. <laughs> right. I'm sitting down for this one. 
Oh my gosh, the L word. I'm giving like a lot of college flashbacks of me trying to figure myself out and going, why are these women so awful? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I understand. I, I did not enjoy the L word. I, I like, I watched it. I think it got fast the first season. And after Bet and Tina broke up, I was like, I'm not sure I want to watch the rest of this show. Do they get back together? If they don't, you can count me out. <laughs> you made it further than Beth did. I promise. <laughs> This is sad, but true. You it's know, a hard show my to watch, friends, though. You know, well, you know, there are, there is a big group of us, and there's like 10 or 11 couples that are in this tight group of friends that I have, and they all watched it. My wife watched it, and they're like, you know, because I sort of know the characters because I watched the first season, and... So somebody said something the other day. I think it was Ashley, the girl who is the uh, owns the production company. She said something about one of them, and she's like, "You know, when this," and I said, "Wait a minute, what happened? What happened to her?" You know, and because I have no, I don't know. I I tried to start over and watch it, and I just it does not age well. <laughs> it it, it um, I, I had to watch it. You could not take me away from Jennifer Beals. There was, I mean, that's I, all there was to it. <laughs> I do not blame you there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I watched a book right. of Eli for her. And to watch her try to pretend to be Mila Kunis's mother was, like, amazing. Because I'm like, those two are, like, near the same age, aren't they? I don't know. Either that or did it just age really well? I don't. Anyway, anyway. We can't get started on that. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just too much. <laughs> Next. Right. I don't know. Okay. So you're you're from Tennessee. Do you want to disclose where you're from, Beth? Or is this just like you're in mysterious? The same. Oddly, oh. oddly the same. Really? We, we just live a couple of hours apart, yeah. So That's she lovely. she has more of the the um more of the Tennessee, I guess southern I everybody says that I do. I don't I don't hear it. Now, I hear it in her. <laughs> I have I given don't... up. It worked well for me at Clexicon, though, because everybody's like, oh, that's cute. Where are you from? And I'm like, shut up and listen about this show, and we'll talk about uh, it later. <laughs> I feel you. I remember several years ago, um, Justin Burning that played on All My Children. Um, I met him, and he said, where are you from? And I said, from Tennessee, and he said, that is the hottest accent I've ever heard. And I said, well, since <laughs> no one looks like you has ever said anything like that to me, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Oh but gosh. I don't hear it. I hear it with her, but I don't hear it with me. I, I feel like you hear it more, like, uh, I, I'm from Texas, and it's I my accent is very diluted. Like, you don't hear it a lot. My wife is British, so I'm, like, taking on part of her dialect. I'm, like, this weird mush. Mm. Um, but I can definitely hear, like, when you first started talking, I could tell both of you were from the South, but I couldn't tell where, and I wasn't about to guess, because I'm, <laughs> I, I, honestly, you asked me to point out states on a map, I get lost really fast, so I wasn't going to be like, oh, you're probably from that region, mm-hmm. so I don't even make a fool out of myself. <laughs> it's funny, it's funny, because we've been doing casting, and there are three of us that are from Tennessee. Um, and one of them is actually in 
um, North Carolina, I think, right now working. And so then there's two that 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 aren't from from this area. And so someone sent in an audition and and we're like, mm, no, and because the character is supposed to have a southern accent. And the other two were like, no, but it's good. And we're the three of us from the South are like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's the hardest part about casting has been casting the one character of the whole right. show that has a Southern accent. But when you say Southern accent, people think Southern bell plantation. I thought we were racist era. Like, <laughs> like I mean, that's how my grandmother talks, and I have no idea where she got it from. <laughs> like, so like, I, I, I to for start real. putting in casting emails. They have a southern drawl, not a southern accent. You could Does say that southern. Help me. You could say southern twang, but then you might get like really <laughs> far into like the country land. <laughs> you probably sound like me. I'm not right. even. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned to deal with it at this point and just accept it. I hate it, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very distinct. I'm like having flashbacks of family reunions right now. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to come to a reunion at any time. You may get a little culture shock, but that's about it. I, I, mm-hmm. We're getting a little off topic. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just accept the fact that I believe my accent comes along with being smack dab in the Bible belt, which makes oh, it a little yeah. worse. See, smack dab. You wouldn't even have yeah. a southern accent. You say smack dab and people are like, sweet Jesus, she's from the south. I can't help it. I'm okay. sure many more country things will come out of my mouth. I mean, we're, we gotta wait till you get to the the shortening of the words and the double negatives and we'll be fine. Right. Oh, honey, <laughs> I will give you all the double negatives you need. Yes. I actually don't need that. I get that when I talk to my neighbors every day, but still. <laughs> you, that's it's when you fun. start going, ain't nothing better than a good glass of sweet tea. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've been, unfortunately, I, there's not even unfortunately, I've been, I've been like, coining the phrase boy howdy lately and I don't know where I got it from <laughs> I can't I can't tell anybody where I got it from and I can't tell if it's anywhere else but me so yeah I wasn't ready for that one so. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I apologize to everyone who hears this and says what is she even talking about let's try to get back on topic let's let's try <laughs> we had a topic where was I don't that know. <laughs> okay so as being in the South, we both know, we all know, of the stereotypes that come with being in the South, especially with the whole, especially with you guys being, like, smack dab in the Bible Belt. I'm smack I'm up. a little bit, like, at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm you guys are going to make me have an accent by the time I leave this room. Awesome. This will be my accomplishment. Oh, my gosh. Ashley, no. who has the production company, she lived in Georgia when she was little, like, very, very young. So she hangs out with me for long enough, and she'll start having a little twang in her voice, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Thank you for warning me. You're welcome. Anytime Uh, I can help. (laughs) Yes, so being in the Bible Belt, how has that impacted you guys coming out? 
which is probably a hard question. If you don't want to talk about it, we can skip over it if you'd like. You know, I think that I have a very different take on on that than a lot of people that I know. Um, When I was um, when I was in the process of coming out, I was this straight laced. very my family is very religious and i'm not talking about religious i'm talking about southern baptist religion and um i have three sisters and we are extremely close and at the time i had four i had two nephews two nieces and my thought was is they're going to hate me they're going to not have anything to do with me. They're going to keep the kids away from me. Um, and the church that we had gone to, the people are going to hate me. They're going to hate me. Um, I'm still very close to my sisters. I now have 17 nieces and nephews that Jesus. consider my wife. Yeah, yeah. That consider my wife their aunt. Um, I like that little Jesus you threw in there. (laughs) You getting a little country there? (laughs) There's a lot of, yeah. And so I have a very different story. You know, my sisters still go to that church and they'll have Christmas plays and things like that. And I will go and these people love me. They love my wife. My wife goes with me. They hug her. They're friends with her on social media. One of the girls told me one day when we went down there, she said, my God, you're more popular than Jesus at church this Uh, morning. Because there was like a line of people waiting to hug me. So I have a very, to me, that's what Christianity and and things like that are, is people who love beyond maybe what what they believe in or whatever, but they still love you. They're still good to you. They're good people. So I had a very different coming out, I guess, than a lot of people because a lot of people have horrible ones. And, you know, that was 23 years ago. My mom still tries to, she still thinks I'm going to, one day I'm going to miraculously marry a man. (laughs) But other than that, I really, my, it was, it was pretty pretty smooth I mean not really smooth for me because I found somebody fell in love with them and we've been together ever since you know um so it's just to me it's it's different and I guess that's why when I have you know when I write characters and stuff you know it kind of comes across the way that they are in this series where they are a little bit happier and that's why I want people to know that it it you're gonna be okay. You're no matter what, no matter where you're from, you're gonna be okay. Every you know, that's what I want people to understand the most. You know, even though mine was a little bit smoother than yours, we're all gonna be okay. That's a beautiful message. That's a wonderful story. I'm glad that they accepted you very well. They, they do. They, my, my wife, she's, 
she's real short in stature <laughs> and oh. she she with the little kids and they think she's there my nephew when he was nine he looked at her and they were the same height oh my and goodness. um he 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 said are you ever going to get full grown <laughs> and so he today he tells his son that story now you know i remember when i was nine and we, but you know he's an extremely tall guy so you know she's five i think five one she's she'll tell you she's five that's two adorable. she lied <laughs> that, that, she lied five feet two them little ones she you gotta is. watch out for she is feisty watch them i i believe you my wife is my wife is four eleven, and she'll tell people she's five foot tall yeah my sister told her one day she said i'm gonna need a measuring tape we're gonna <laughs> measure you and we're gonna see exactly how tall you truly are oh no <laughs> yeah five one and a quarter you leave her alone <laughs> yes. yes that quarter rounds up in her mind it does it rounds up two or three inches in her. <laughs> the jig is up. So Beth, what was the what was the aha moment for you to realizing that you were queer, lesbian, gay, whichever whichever you prefer to use? You know, I people people ask me that a lot, and especially after I came out because I was twenty five, and they're like, "Do you feel like?" that you've been living a lie and I said no I've known who I've known this pretty much my I don't ever remember a time when I wasn't just to be honest and and like I remember thinking when I was young like in the third or fourth grade thinking girls were cute and I mean like cute like not oh well you know I like her little dress I need me one of those no that wasn't what I was thinking (laughs) you know (laughs) so I I have kind of always, I don't really know that there was an aha moment, you know, because I told people when I did, when I, I did finally come out, I said, come on, y'all. I mean, really? Did I really have to tell you, you know, was that really necessary? You know? So I just, I don't know. Right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember ever being really any other way. Wow. That's good, though. That I'm so glad that you knew so early on. And yeah. like that not the whole Jesus culture didn't like, I don't know, make you question yourself, not even for a moment. Well, you know, you always, I think <laughs> it's the whole Cali Torres thing. You can't pray away the gay. I think there was a long time that I, just to be honest, wish that I really prayed that I wasn't because at that time, you know, you're talking 25 years ago, things were still very difficult, you know? And so, and there was a lot of things that I thought were going to be more difficult, you know? And so I really tried not to be, you know, and I would date these guys and, and, my best friend at the time, we would laugh about it because she would be like, okay, what's wrong with this one? Uh, and I remember, I remember one time I told her, I said, you know, his hands, I just, she said, really? <laughs> his hands. And I said, well, you know, he doesn't have really pretty hands. And she's like, are you kidding me right now? The so most that, lesbian thing you could have said. That was right. beautiful. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> Probably. See, didn't even didn't even think of that. But yeah, I'm like, you know, and I would make up these stupid reasons. And these guys were amazing, amazing guys. I mean, they're friends of mine now to this day. Um, well, one of them is. <laughs> Not so much the other one. He, uh, he didn't take it as well as the other You one insulted his hands. I wouldn't have took it well either. <laughs> I, I, I insulted I insulted a lot where he was concerned, I think. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all a part of the journey. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, same questions for you, Brenda. Um, mine was a little different. Um, when I was, I know I was younger the first time that my mom had a relationship with a woman. Um, oh, nice. I didn't know that's what it was. Um, I just knew that, you know, we lived with such and such. Um, then when I was eight, we moved to Middle Tennessee with another woman. And my mom and her were together for 11 years. Um, I knew for myself, I guess that I was always more inclined to being around women. I didn't really know that that's what what it was because I still loved hanging out with guys. And, you know, I'd have boyfriends. My mom was like, I think you were a little bit boy crazy. And I'm like, I didn't (laughs) realize it. Like, I may have been boy crazy, but I'm running around with the guys. Like, this is great. (laughs) But, um... When I was in college, it was actually close to around the time that I met Ashley and Beth. Um, I had always been with guys. Um, my mom and my stepmom were like, they've always been religious, but they had kind of had a what if moment. They had been going to see a lot of different, you know, events at churches, different churches and things like that. Um, my whole, my stepmom's family, pretty much the family that I spent the most time with my whole life is all African American. So they were more on the evangelical line of Christianity and they would go see evangelists and prophetists and things like that. And they got to the point where they were like, well, what if we are going to hell? And at that point, I hadn't come out. And uh, we, they were like, you know, we've seen this really good prophet just speak. You know, you should come. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's go. I didn't really have a problem with religion. Like, I believe in God. I still believe in God. But um, definitely had a struggle with it after this. When I was like 11, my mom was like, I don't care who you love. And I remember the exact words she used and I'll forever remember the exact words she used she was like I don't care if you love a man I don't care if you love a woman I don't care if you love a polka dotted polar bear at the zoo as long as you're happy <laughs> and that was the one thing that I always took away from me is my mama is always gonna love me um we went to see this prophetess and that's when I guess her and my stepmom kind of came out to me as we're reforming because we're wondering what if. And I was like, I don't, I don't get this. 
because I've always been taught to stand up for love no matter what form it was in. I was always taught to stand up for people no matter what race you are. Um, For them to have a what if moment kind of shook me. I was very close to my mom. We were literally best friends. Um, She had me at a very young age, so we kind of grew up together. And when I finally came out, they had started their reformation and all that. Me and my mom became very distant for a while. Anytime she really talked to me, it was, well, you know, there's this really nice guy at church. And I said, yeah, church boys ain't always all that. They can be just as bad as anybody else. That is Um, true. (laughs) <laughs> no. Especially if they're the preacher's kids, they're the worst. Oh. <laughs> no. But, Stay away. But um we had that problem for a while and me and my stepmom actually got closer. We started working in the same place in the same department. And um I would talk to her about things that I would usually talk to my mom about. And they're not together anymore, but they're still best friends. Like, they have a bond that they can't, no matter what they want to say religiously, they can't break up. So, we, yeah, it it is, because I go to the house and I'm like, they're still so stinking precious. Oh, wait, they're not together. Okay, cool. But we got distant. Very distant. And I was very hurt. And probably from 2009 or 10 until a year or two ago, I refused to go to church. I refused to pray or anything revolving religion. Um, Me and my mom started talking. We became close again. We actually work together now. We're together all the time. Um, but it didn't really start changing until probably five years ago, a little over five years ago, I got in a relationship with a woman and for me, that was it. I was done. Like, this is the person I'm going to be with this person that I choose. And my mom finally, I guess, saw it. She's like, no matter what, what if moment I had, it's not going to change my daughter's mind because I've taught her to be this strong-willed, independent person that stands up for what she believes in. And she'll tell me all the time, like, you do all these things that, like, I travel a lot. You do all these things that I wish I could have done when I was younger that I didn't do. And it scares the hell out of me, but I'm proud of you. Because you're doing what, you know, people should do. So she still has the... I feel like she still has the what if she has said to me before, like, I kind of regret the way that you were raised. I regret some of the stuff you've seen. And I'm looking at her and I tell her all the time. I'm like, never regret that because I honestly believe I'm the best person I could be in regards to love, relationships, friendships, anything like that. Like you 100% raised me the best way. So it was definitely a struggle and I feel like it was a backward struggle um and right before me and my ex split up 2000 
December 2017. And I had pretty much quit college in between. So I was actually getting my first degree. And um, she went with me and I was like, I've got to go find me some slacks to go under my gown or whatever. She went with me. She helped me pick pick them out. She actually, for the first time, helped me look at button-ups and pick out button-ups and things like that instead of trying to scoot me over to the plain but more girly section. She stood in the men's section with me and helped me pick out clothes <laughs> that I wanted and didn't say anything about it. She was like, that looks great on you. You look great. So even since Aww. 2017, we've gotten even closer. So it's been good. <laughs> It took a while, but we are here. That's good. <laughs> okay. okay, I have a question on logistics. You kept saying stepmom. That was the woman your yes. mother was I with? I still call her my stepmom. I still call her mom. Like this. I actually, when I refer to her, when I speak to her, I call her by her name. We always have. Um, but if I talk to anybody else, I'm like, that's that's my stepmom. That's the woman that raised me. That's the woman that taught me to play ball. That, that's my stepmom. That's my mom. Wow, that's a very interesting and complicated relationship. Uh, yes, those very two. much. Yeah. Just... When me and my ex went to, like, we would go to the house, and I'd, of course, had to explain the dynamic before it happened. You know, before we went over there, I was like, they're they're just best friends, but they're extremely cute together. And there, she was like, oh, okay, but whatever you say, we'd go, we'd all be sitting together watching movies or whatever and they're cutting up laughing whatever and she's like they're so cute and I'm like I know they're adorable but remember they're just friends it's <laughs> <laughs> like a, what did they call them Boston marriages where two women would move in together and just be support right. each other yeah sure um I, I have had the conversation with them they are are just best friends we've always been very open with each other they are just best friends there's nothing going on anymore even though it sucks <laughs> i mean if this was on television i could not like i know this is weird it's, talking it's okay. about your moms like this but there would be fan there, fiction galore if y'all want to write fan fiction i can't even say anything when i say me and my mom we're best friends i mean before i turned 18 and right when i turned 18 my mom was in the adult party business, and we actually would host parties together. There's nothing off limits between us, which sometimes is terrible, and sometimes, you know, <laughs> it just is what it is. We've always been very open with each other and able to talk about anything. So for those few years in my life, it was a very dark place, but now it's back to the way that it was, and I'll say something in front of her, and she's like, I don't ever want to hear that again. That is, ugh. and I'm like, Hey, there were a lot of things I didn't want to hear about. <laughs> but, right. like I said, they're, if they were still together, they'd be freaking adorable. But, whatever. <laughs> they actually... They, I guess they can be whatever they right. want to be. It's My stepmom's sister um, had passed away a couple years ago. And she was raising her grandkids. And there were six of them. Um, and... Nobody in the family would really was able to take them. So now my mom and my stepmom or my mom's best friend are raising six kids together. Oh my goodness. Are we sure this is not the fosters? What's I mean, going on? I'm sitting here and this honest to God is a story 
that I don't think I knew. I mean, I, I knew, I knew about the stepmom and I knew all that, but my God, like, okay. Why have we not written a book about this? I'm, I'm down. We can start writing it because like, like I said, they are adorable together. Is there like, I mean, are you going to change Oh, yes, absolutely. Just, like, absolutely. <laughs> I'm still down for them being together. When I say, like, their relationship may not have always been the most, most healthy. There were times when there were definite ups and downs. But when I say they raised me the best they could, like, I learned how to communicate with them. I remember my mom being very closed off about communication and things like that. And they would find ways to make it work. Like my mom would sit and write out her feelings. And then I, as the carrier pigeon, would deliver <laughs> said note to the next room. Like, we're going to work this out. <laughs> and I have two younger oh brothers goodness. that are my stepmom's um, sons. But you can't tell me that those are not my brothers. So, yeah, there, there's we that's family for me. You just made... Right. My lovable Christian family and friends story sounds so ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm never telling it again. I'm gonna come up with a no. new one. <laughs> and I'm gonna start um, telling it. I am lying about my coming out story now. Forget you. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! I mean, this is this is just giving you guys more material right. for like. Oh, there are two. so many seasons know. of Between Friends right now. There's at least three or four. This is gonna have to be a whole different story. Like, right. we're we're gonna come out with a new series. <laughs> we're gonna. It's gonna be a. We're gonna go right? Law and Order, as the you, you know, have like twenty five seasons. Oh my 23 god, twenty three's already right now. Right. <laughs> We have made a spinoff oh between God. these two I'm... characters who went through the what if. They're still freaking adorable, and now they've adopted six kids. <laughs> oh my God! I love it. That's that's an amazing story. I would read that book. I, only if I knew they got together at the end. I like, promise you, like, we'll keep it happy. Painful slow burn ever. <laughs> yes, please. I mean, are your par- are your parents gonna co-sign it? Or are they just gonna be like, you're not gonna tell them? No, about they're not listening to this podcast either. <laughs> they have been <laughs> very supportive about everything that I've been doing, as out and as proud and as gay as it has been recently. Like the film festival and doing the first short with the film festival and all that stuff. Uh, I told my stepmom that. BD had invited me to do it and I was like I'm nervous something in me just says I don't know if I can do it and she said oh no you're gonna pay for me to live later on here's uh this little bit of money I'm paying for you to go I said oh so you want me to get in this in this okay all right here we go (laughs) nice nice ah I love supportive families you guys give me so much hope (laughs) Where is your show right now, other than planning spinoffs already? <laughs> we, pre-production. Uh, right. Very pre-production. We have um, a couple of actresses um, that we have already on board. Um, we are about to start uh, crowdfunding, um, I think, Tuesday. We're going to start that. Um, and... 
Tuesday yeah, the, the second. second. Yeah. So whenever and you hear this, so, it is launched. Okay, the second of July. Yes, whenever you. I said by the time you hear this, it is launched and ready for love. So please go donate mm-hmm. if you want to see this. If you want to eventually see the crazy spinoff that is based on my life instead of Beth's life. <laughs> I mean, my life just got so boring all of a sudden. It didn't. I promise. <laughs> I love your life. Yeah. I'm coming to I one think... of these parties with these good folks that I'm now getting close to. I don't care. I think what mm-hmm. Beth was going to say when we all, when everybody talked, um, all of our social media stuff is Twitter and Instagram are at B T W. If you just put in NDS series <laughs> it's between yeah, friends put without the vows <laughs> and then on facebook if anybody not many people do facebook for fandom type stuff but if you do facebook it's you can just look up between friends series and we have all of our announcements for casting on there um and then this month for pride month we've done a pride spotlight so our main message for the show has been it gets better and it's not all bad and what they show on media and we've been highlighting different people we've been highlighting couples anybody that's been willing to share their story with us we've highlighted um all of the posts are on facebook on instagram they've mainly been done by stories and twitter they're all on twitter I love those, by the way. I've been like retweeting those each time Thank I see Thank you. Them. Oh, we appreciate cute. that. They're adorable. We do. Go them. Yes. Adorable. I mean, that's what I do in my spare time. I just like retweet happy gay couples. Anything happy and gay. <laughs> Anything happy and gay. You are out here living your best life. I'm just so mad. <laughs> better than just retweeting happy gay people. I right? mean, we should all be doing that. Right. Just love happy queer. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. just just all the time. Just be like, this is what, this, this is, is what life. we want everybody to see. This is the part you should see. Forget all mm-hmm. the other. For, forget all of, forget all of the TV shows that you've watched where they don't have happy endings. It's not true. It's fake news. Get out. The only time we support <laughs> fake news being used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my god! Sorry. Like I kind of want to like choke on that because I did realize what I just did, but at the same time, it works. Fake news is when all the gays are dying. No, we are here. We are queer, and we aren't going in. No such thing as as a sad gay. I don't know why I'm a writer. I don't. Don't have any dramatic stories or. Anything. I mean, someone has to document them. Listen, I will give you what little trauma I have, or what little trauma I feel like I have. You seem to be taking it worse than me. I will give you my little trauma, and we will collaborate on something new. Right. I seem to be so ill-equipped to be friends with you. No, nobody is ill-equipped. I accept friends. Oh my gosh. 
If you look, if anybody feels the need to tweet and make fun of my accent or my trauma or anything else, that is at Brenna a me. How you feel, Beth? You feel good? Um, I just I have nothing. I feel just. You have something. Trust me, you have something. You don't feel like it's big, but you have something that's going to connect to someone. Which is why we need to hear everyone's story. You have right? those friends that need a reality show. You have. I do. <laughs> I do. As you yell yeah, they constantly. Need... Them bitches. You have them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my wife tells me to stop. <laughs> oh, my God. I do. She says, why do you talk to them that hateful? And I said, if I didn't call them bitches, they it's... would think I didn't like them. That. Yes, yes. You know, and I wish the people listening to this could see the passion on her face when she says it is. It really is. <laughs> one, one of my best friends, Kelly, she she'll call me and I'll and I won't even say hello. I say bitch, and she says hooker. And my wife every time says, "You two need to sound like you like each other. You don't even sound like you're from." Oh my and God. I'm like, if. If I answered the phone, hello, she would be like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Is somebody dead? Or, you know, it just, it wouldn't be the same. It is your nickname for each other. It is your turn. It is. It is. It's all about your level of comfort. (laughs) And our levels are many. (laughs) I have one last question to ask you guys. Uh, I have a segment called the guest to guest question where my guests from the last podcast ask my guests from this podcast a question and then you guys will formulate a question to give to my next guest um to feel free to take as much time as you need to think of that question um but their question was if there was anything you could tell your 12 year old self what would it be don't play football in your sister's high heels (laughs) what (laughs) You said you didn't have any stories. You just blew Excuse away me. I had. Forget it. Do not do that. I broke my sister's high heels one time because I was out playing football with the neighborhood boys in a pair of high heels. Okay, I need the setting. I need the time. I need. I just want to see that is as good as drag. That is as good as drag, we, and I feel listen. like that was what I needed. <laughs> I tell my friends all the time, <laughs> I can do a pair of heels as good as I can do a pair of tennis shoes. Um, yeah, we were Get a we, we, we were getting ready to go to church, and and the the kids outside were playing football, and you know, I that's that's my jam, and so there I was, and Mom said, "Come in and get dressed." So she didn't say come in and get dressed and stay that way she just said come in and get dressed so i took off outside and was playing footballs in my sister's high heels and i broke one how tall were these hills how tall were these hills um you know they were they were pretty i mean we're not talking like you know no hooker heels or nothing but just you know <laughs> Purple inches, and I kicked. Oh I kicked God. the football, and I broke the strap that goes across your feet. So. I would have thought you would have broken right. the handle, but that's 
Okay. I'm 40, 46, and I have yet to live that story now. So that's always my go-to. If I could tell myself. I just want you to know that now, anytime that I see you and whenever I come to your house, I am going to play stilettos, pumps, in the clip. It's going down. Like, it's on now. <laughs> it's on. Oh, my God. Huh? You know, do what you got to do. For those who can't see this, Brenda is dying. <laughs> it's, that is the best story I think I've heard from you. <laughs> well i mean you know you gotta save some things for the right place in the right time and this just happened to be the right time to discuss my ability to play football very well in a pair of high heels when you say very well how well were you running in those i never got picked last <laughs> so there you go do i get a reenactment and there you go. No. I'm too old for all that. All right. I'll give you that. I don't think I have I, I don't think I have anything. Once you break your sister's heels playing football, I don't think I have that. I mean, mine was going to be what I'm sure they were a little bit looking for, a little more serious along the lines of like, you know, don't try to avoid being your parents because you you know, had to fight with people for that. You know, you learned how to throw a really good right hook over it. Don't try to avoid it because of that. But really, football in heels does it. Good people do not ruin your sister's heels playing football. <laughs> oh, my God. I promise you, I will make an effort to think of a better answer for the next interview. When someone asks me no, that. no, no. This is... This is perfect, and I will keep it forever. <laughs> this will be her favorite. Anytime she hears somebody say, what would you say to your younger self? She's going to visualize a football and hooker heels just because you said they weren't hooker heels. It's hooker heels now. I'm, I mean, it is. It's like stilettos <laughs> with like yeah. the neon pink right. running all the way up. And for some cap, reason, they know. just put rhinestones on them in my mind. I'm here for this. <laughs> I am so proud of you. <laughs> you know, I'm just here to be a blessing. That's, you know, I'm just trying to be out here doing what I can do. You also living your best life. Yes. In a pair of heels, yeah. For sure. I mean, I played with the boys all the time, but I've never been able to hold a good heel. I was a pageant queen when I was little, though. I had many a trophy. What? Oh, yeah. If you really need to see those pictures let me i'll send you one i was adorable don't know what happened exactly but <laughs> i feel like <laughs> they're gonna say do not ever have two people from tennessee on your podcast again we are done <laughs> i mean this one time i had a married couple on and they they literally talked for three hours about each other and i was like oh my god stop I take that back. I didn't want them to stop, but I did have to split that up into two episodes. Mm-hmm. But. My wife and I, we couldn't find anything to say about each other for three and a half hours. Uh, no, oh they didn't. They'd end up arguing. It'd be great. Like, it would be the perfect thing, though, because they are great together. We all went to Pride in Nashville, what, a couple weekends ago? 
mm-hmm. last weekend, and you would hear every once in a while, stop doing that. Why do you do that? And then the other one, <laughs> the best part was they got a new vehicle, and we're waiting outside to get a seat at the restaurant, and she's like, Beth is over there. Oh, there she goes. She's rounded in again. I bet she's going to park in the RV spot because she's feisty and she can. Oh, no, no. Here we go. (laughs) She's in the parking lot 25 times. And I'm like, baby, just park it somewhere. It'll be all right. Just park it. It It is is love. I can tell. I can tell by the way you guys talk to each other. It's love. We do. We have, and, and I can't. I, I really can't because we have we have a really good relationship. We've been together for a long time. We have a really good relationship. But I just think three hours, we would be totally done with each other. And just be like, we have to go into separate rooms now. We, you sleep downstairs. I don't want to, I don't even want to look at you right now. Yeah, they're wonderful together. It's great. I like spending time with them. I believe it. I can Anyone who's going to tell a story about how someone went around the parking lot 25 times and not get angry about it is, is love. It's Me love. and Brenda were sitting there watching her just, just go over. And I'm like, why is she not? Because we were in separate vehicles because we had driven um, the other one down there. And she just, and I was like, why is she not parking? What, when is she going? Why does she keep circling? Oh. Bless There's her not going to be a place open up, honey. Just park down there and walk. <laughs> My favorite, though, is her being a little upset that nobody gave her an actual title as a part of this production for the show. Yes. And then I had to dub huh. her with one. And so far it has held because Beth had to have surgery on one at a time, but both of her wrists and this lovely hair y'all don't see her supporting takes her forever to do because she's a little bit prissy and so I dubbed her wife with health and hygiene she is over health and hygiene yes so she has accepted it and she accepted it from me I don't know if she'll accept it from anybody else no and that's not her role either (laughs) health I think it is mental health because you went circles about this so I believe health and hygiene is it Mm. I'm sticking to it and she'll let me stick to it I don't know if she's gonna let anybody else stick to it though she she tried to fix my hair once and it didn't it didn't work out but she tried that's love she did try she did (laughs) try and she was she was shaking the the hair dryer just shaking it over my head (laughs) I said honey I'm going to look like a chia pet if you keep shaking that hand. <laughs> and I said, follow the styling brush. Just follow it. And she, she kept shaking it. And I said, Tammy, this is not the hokey pokey. We're not shaking it on. Keep the hair dryer still and hold it on the brush. Yeah. So she tried. She did try. This is why y'all are mine and Ashley's favorite couple. You guys are going to fight over who's going to outlive the other. I can feel it. I'm sure it'll be her. <laughs> I was about to say, I think my money's on the little feisty one. I'm sure it'll be her because, you know, you're not going to tell her. You're not going to tell her when she got to go. Uh-uh. <laughs> Mm-mm. No. 
you know you won't. <laughs> so what what question will you have for our next guest? Did you play football in high heels at one point? <laughs> Do you want to try? <laughs> Let's see. That was a really good question, though. That was a that. I mean, not not the football in high heels, but the one we got. Um, <laughs> oh wow, Brenda, you got anything? I was about to say. I think they've got me stumped because that is one of the best questions you can ask somebody. It gives you an insight on their outlook on life. Brenda, we got to come up with something. I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm formulating. Give me a okay. <laughs> what is your greatest accomplishment, or what? would you want to be your greatest accomplishment fantastic <laughs> we'll do <laughs> they got something out of it <laughs> right. she's probably like praise jesus they finally answered that question but since you did ask the question what would be your own answer to the question you want to go first what was the question again um, either what is your greatest accomplishment thus far, or what would you want your greatest accomplishment to be? Probably one and the same. Um, I think my greatest accomplishment is, is just like we were just talking about my relationship with my wife. And you always want that. <laughs> well, it is. Put that on a plaque and give it to her for her anniversary. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. Right. I would have to say honestly, that's 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 probably it. I hope she hears. I'll she's call her and let her know. <laughs> she's gonna need. To, <laughs> she's gonna need to hear this part after you talking about her going around the parking lot twenty five times. She's gonna be like, "You were just trying to make up." No, honey. <laughs> I don't have to make up. We're fine. <laughs> right, but we have we have a very and and I I understand that. I get that. We have a very unusual relationship. You know, we get along extremely well. Um, <clears throat> you know, most of the time. Is that so unusual for being married? <laughs> Getting along? I mean, you know, you hear those people on Snap. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know. How that much ID channel does Tammy watch? Too much. Oh. I'm pretty sure after 15 seasons of Criminal Minds, she could probably do away with me and walk off. You I know, got a pig in the backyard if she needs help. No. Oh, don't even. Oh, that's so nasty. <laughs> that's the most gross episode oh, ever. <laughs> okay, now you answer the question. So, this my greatest accomplishment thus far. Very recently, I have learned to love and accept myself and be okay with being with myself, if that makes sense. I'm okay being alone. I'm not constantly searching for validation in somebody else. Well, tell me how you did that. Um, <laughs> it went along in that... Damn it, she destroys everything <laughs> I do. I love you. I love you. This is like her newest pastime. I may take it after this. This is going to be fun. I'm going to start doing it at your house. <laughs> oh um, after my last breakup, like I said, we were together for about five years. And it's not that I found myself with her, but I found some of the best parts of myself while we were together. She 
brought out some of the best parts of me because not because I changed for her, but because I wanted to be better for her. But that was the choice I made in myself to change. And when we broke up, I was rock bottom, um, very rock bottom. And the fact that I am now outspoken about mental health and please go to therapy. But and it wasn't necessarily because I was that attached to her as a person. It was because I did find the best parts of myself when I was with her. And I felt like she would take that with her when she left. But I had to learn to adapt and tell myself, no, you did that yourself. You keep that. That is 100% you. Um, And you can use that for any relationship, whether it's friendship, family, anything like that. Make yourself the best person you can be. And whenever you run across something, which I have, that I shared something funny the other day on Facebook. It was like somebody giving somebody a bouquet of red flags. And it was like, here, I have red flags for you. And it's like, oh, I love them. No, I've got to the point where if I see one of those, I'm like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. I'm good. I don't need that. <laughs> so it was really just accepting the fact that I don't have to have somebody else's validation to know what some of the best parts of myself are wonderful that's so nice to hear and beth hates it every step of the way (laughs) i'm gonna have to work on my stories so i don't just i'm telling you next time you tell the heel story add those rhinestones they were stilettos and the heel broke not by dolly parton (laughs) oh my god we're from tennessee you met those titties. You did it. I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> That's fantastic. And of course, you know, you guys can always come back. Like when the season airs or it's halfway going on, you guys can always come back and be like, hey, we have more stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> and we have added Dolly Parton from Tennessee in these stories. I'm going to help you get these stories together, Beth. I promise. I can't wait. I can't wait. I always, I always accept return guests. You always have. I'm just, I'll be really happy to see where this goes. (laughs) And we would love to check back in if you could deal with us getting on each other. (laughs) Absolutely. This is fantastic, you guys. This is probably the most awesome two hours I've had in a while. Like, I've needed this after the week I've had. It's fantastic. I understand. Glad we can be of some entertainment. I, I can't I'm wait until, to be until this becomes a thing. I am very sorry about all the editing you're going to have to do to deal with us, nah, too. Don't even. Like, the syncages have started in the background, and I'm just like, please, microphone, don't pick those up. I don't hear them. I think we're good. <laughs> I hope so. Like they're they're going on they're going on and off because like I don't know why. Like they're just like it's almost hot enough for us to scream, but not quite. So they're like been going on and off for the last hour. Like they'll like chirp a couple of times and they'll stop. Oh, it's hot enough here. I think I can crack an egg on the road and try it. No, like I think I'm like watching the sweat drip down your face because I'm just like, did she turn the AC off like I did? (laughs) Um, I turned the fans off. The AC's still on. It's just not open. Oh my gosh. Well, I will let you guys return to your fans and your ACs. It was a fantastic, fantastic time talking to you guys. I can't wait to see what comes out of all this. I can't wait to see when it comes from the crowdfunding. I can't wait to see when you actually guys get to 
put it together and you guys got to like to see your dream become reality. I just I'm so excited Thank for you. everything. Thank you for having us on and talking to us. Letting us get Absolutely. our word out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys want to plug in anything? Anything and everything? I know you said it before, but it just makes it cleaner for us to say it now. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as if you look up Between Friends, you'll get it. If you want the exact handle for Twitter and Instagram, it's Between Friends Without the Vowels and then Series at the end. Um, you can find all of our updates and anything we find to put on there on there and then we will have our crowdfunding link up on the second so when this airs go to one of those and you'll be able to find it (laughs) please go to one of those yes anything helps do not think that you have to have a perk there is an option on there to donate whatever amount a little bit adds up to a lot i must depart i hope you guys have a very lovely lovely evening and thank you again so much for talking to us so thank you Welcome. Bye. Bye. I didn't check the spam filter. No. No. <laughs> Found one. Already. <laughs> Why are you in here? <laughs> Story of my life. Facts. <laughs> We're gonna have to wait a minute because she's the loud one. She's not going to stop until she gets what she wants. Thankfully, my baby is laying on the window behaving. My cat, anyway. <laughs> it might it might take me a minute to shoo her out of the room because she <laughs> she is the loud one. She is she's going to do what she wants, and even when you're petting her, she will continue to meow because that's her that's her call. So her happy place. That is her business completely. Mm-hmm.